0: Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else. Online, so online today. Take advantage of all the great mid-season bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag code CLNS50 to get you fifty percent off your initial deposit. We're sorry. What are we going to do? <laughs> but we shot up porn, right? We're we're here. Unlike unlike some. Uh, there are those of us who don't take any days off. Uh, Joe Sway, Jimmy, but we're not gonna throw names under the bus. This we're isn't Romeo play. and Pritchard. Yeah, this isn't, you know, Jimmy. Jimmy's got a social life, okay? Um, and uh, you know, Joe Sway did us a solid he was he was he was on the road last 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 game and he pinch hit, which was good. So um this is it. This is it for Bobby. Sherrod's staying for the whole freight here, but Celtics beat the Sixers. Uh, uh Sherrod's gonna be at the title game. Looks like they're going to the title. Get a little bling. Yeah. Going to the title game. I wonder, I bet you no one's going to play in that, right?
1: I don't know, man. I mean, there. It, it's, it's funny because, I mean, even the guys that we are looking for the, to play major roles, even the guys who aren't playing major roles are balling out. I mean, Sam Howes is balling, Bruno Fernando, balling. Uh, you start going down the line. Everyone pretty much stepping on the floor is getting it done.
0: I'm getting real Jay Crowder vibes off Bruno Fernando. Ooh. You know what I mean? Ooh. I'm that's glad nice he it. hey, that's just But different position. I just like the, it's the energy, the attitude. He's going back and forth. You know, no back down at all. Like he's just—I I like the aggression. He runs through
2: time. guys. I—I've seen him barrel over about three guys in the summer league, and he's—he's yeah. he's physically imposing. He's got to be two forty, two fifty. Every play that he makes, he puts a little umph on it. Whether it's the two-handed slams or that block at the rim, he was really good in this game. And I'm glad he finally had a big rebounding game because he'd be two, three today. He went out and got 11, So That was huge. Because yep. that's what I want to see him do most—is be able to eat up some boards because. You know the par thirty six numbers were really good on the rebounding front last year.
0: Bobby loves well, that's his numbers.
2: Big, that's,
1: he does. That that was my big issue with with Bruno to begin with. I just didn't think he was a very good rebounder. And I, damn near every time he played, other than tonight, he wasn't. So I, I give him props for actually stepping this game up. But listen, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm investing some of my early two way stock in Sam Hauser. I think he's gonna be really good. I I, I'm, love I, his I'm, game. Bu- I'm I'm
0: buying. I'm buying. He's really good. The shot's here. Come on. Come aboard. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting on this one. There is no reason. There is no reason. Like, you need specialists. There is no reason someone like this can't come in and just come in to do what he does and make shots, you know?
1: But you know what, though, John? Here's the thing about him, though. I I mean, obviously, his shot making is awesome. But he does so many little things that you don't necessarily pay a ton of attention to. Like he forced a 24 second violation because he was just simply not allowing a guy to pick up the ball cleanly after he jumbled it a little bit. Little things like that, when you're going through your scouting report and when you're you're reviewing video with the team and you're trying to figure out, damn, should I really put him out there because he's not exactly Mister Lockdown Defender. Hustle plays like that are going to get him minutes with the Celtics. And he's not going to—he's not going to play a ton of minutes. That's not going to happen. But I do think when he does get his opportunity, he's going to do more than just make shots. I well,
0: that, that I don't doubt that, Shroud. seeing more elements to his game. But it's funny, like we're sitting here and everyone's begging to turn Aaron Neesmith into your Duncan Robinson. You might have your Duncan Robinson without having so to someone- turn Aaron Neesmith into him. You know someone said that to me in the
2: chat. They said he already looks like a better shooter than Neesmith. And just in terms of the mechanics there, I can't
0: argue with that. He, it's a clean shot, man. Holy wow. That thing just and he gets it boom. off fast. Right so in the lane. Quick, that, that little no quick wrist. Mm. it's that ten- it is so pure. It really is a really pure shot. And you're right, he gets it off quick. There's no there'd be no question that he could get his shot off if he if, if he played minutes. So uh, you know. I, 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 I hate overreacting to the summer league stuff, but this is such a translatable skill um, that it doesn't really matter. You can shoot, you can shoot, and he can definitely shoot. And he's got good size, too. He's not a little guard going
2: out there launching shots. He's got a high release. He's about 6'8". I think we came to an agreement on that over the, over the course of the last few days. And, you know, I talked to one of his coaches from UVA everybody in his past agrees that the defense is going to be an issue mizzou has talked it up a little bit this week and like sherrod said he made a few good hustle plays today and has gotten better as the week's gone on but defending in space will be a little bit of an issue for him so he's gonna have to deal with that and they're gonna have to find ways to hide it but you're right like as a stretch four. This guy can really open up some things for other guys. And on a two-way deal, you can't beat it. Like, this is, you're paying nothing. It's nothing on the cap. You can play him pretty much as many days as you want now, the way the two-way deal is working this year. And you can develop him in Maine if you really want to commit to him beyond this year. So that was a great choice for the two-way deal. Definitely a better player than Waters and Taco were, right? Just all around
0: just think about again <laughs> what is it what were those guys bringing to you that you needed nothing you know they were roster filler but well, nobody Jimmy will
2: argue on the taco one
0: <laughs> no that's insane at this point like you're, you are you got to you have to do something to get on the court that the team needs you know like th- some guys were playing last year literally just because they needed bodies not because you know like semi Ojale is an example you know getting 18 19 minutes a game grant they were just short bodies but when you have guys who come in and can do things you know again you it it it, you know Hauser fits a a role and a need I want to just getting off Hauser a little bit I want to go back to Bruno just for a little just for a tad you know the Bruno Mo Brown comparisons that people are saying oh is he going to be as good or better, whatever uh, I don't think it's the same thing I'd be really worried right now if I were Grant And, um, and I watched Bruno playing. And I'm not doing this to take a dig at Grant, but you're talking about Grant's path to minutes right now is small ball center. And, you know, again, it is summer league. So it would have been nice to see Grant stacked up versus Bruno. He could have been out here dropping 28 points a game. I remember two years ago, Grant made second team all, you know, Vegas summer league. So, did he? I had no clue. He did. He did. Carson was first team. Uh, uh and and Grant was second team. Um, uh, you know, well, how's that worked out since then? Not really, but if you look at if you look oh, at the okay. list of people, there's a bunch of like right. who the hell is that guy? All I'm exactly. saying is he did perform well, and so Bruno has performed well at this level. It's not, but just based off of the energy, the the athleticism, the 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 grit, the rebounding. Like, who do you want, you know, gun to your head today? You've got to decide who's your small ball center. Bruno or Grant playing significant minutes or playing any minutes in a small ball lineup. I, I think Bruno might be giving Grant a run for his money for some of those minutes.
1: See, I'm, I, I don't not no. I think Grant not is yet. still ahead
0: of him. No, because he can yet. shoot.
1: Thing, because well, listen. The thing about Grant is that Bruno, Bruno has good size. But I don't think that size is utilized to impact the game the way it should. He's had great stretches in the summer league, but I'm not feeling what he's doing as a translatable skill necessarily when you got to deal with Joel and B. Cause as well, as easily as he's going through guys now, he's gonna get put on his ass if he's trying that against a guy like Joel and B. And I don't think his ability to to score facing the basket is as good as as frankly as as, as uh, Grant. Grant. Here's the thing about Grant. When you look at what he did from year one oh, to year two statistically... Tough nickname.
0: His... Cant, Cant Williams. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, damn. That's cold. Damn, that's cold. Sorry, go ahead, Tron. I,
1: I, just, I just think Grant, right now, Grant, I think, goes into training camp at least one step, <laughs> if not more, ahead of where Bruno is. That's all.
0: Bruno's going to have to outplay him in training camp, which I don't... I think so, think so, too. I, I'm not giving it to him now. I'm saying that's who that's who he would dig into. He would dig into those minutes, um, you know, it, in that kind of small ball center sort of role. Cause there's no way he's on the court with another big, it's just not going to happen if he's playing, you know, he's going to play. I, I think that's, those are Grant's minutes if he gets any. So, you know, Grant's got to hear some footsteps. I'm not saying it's happening right away. Yeah. I'm, you should. I'm with
2: Sherrod. You I'm, with, I'm with Sherrod. I, I think, what Bruno has done in the summer league is probably make the roster, right? Cause he was probably one of these million dollar guys. So you could have cut bait with right away. You have other centers here that wouldn't have been a hard one to swallow. Um, but Carson made some strides today too. You know, he really showed that he can make a little plays on the ball there and score. He's done it before, as you mentioned, John, but that's kind of what I'm looking at with those guys. Those two specifically right there is who makes the roster between those two. I think they're going to try to Parker around we've kicked around so much like you're talking work, Parker God, man, gonna be. Parker versus Edwards. And uh Bruno's in that too, because I think you have three centers who are veterans in Cantor, uh, Rob and Horford. And then you have Grant who can play the four and the five, you know, not great four, but he can actually play that position. Bruno can't outright. So I think that's a group of three guys right there, just based on their salary and where they are in the roster, who are going to kind of be the odd ones out and fighting right in the camp to um, try to make this roster
1: ultimately and keep their game. I would team throw Chris in. Dunn. I would throw Chris Dunn in that, that point. Group as yeah. well. He,
0: he's, he's, a
2: expen- he's a little more expensive. He only- right. He's
0: a little more expensive though. Right. He's in a $5 million. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you're, you're way, not going to but- use him. You'll eat it. Right. Or you'll, yeah. or you'll just see
1: if you can get someone to give you a second round pick or something for him. I guess
0: so Call much matters. Thunder. So much matters. Like what we don't know is. And again, this would have been nice. This is why like someone like Grant could have benefited from him You know, here is. So they see him, you know, and see how he stacks up. See what kind of offseason he's had. Um, see, you know, if he's able to you know, dominate in stretches, which you should be able to against this competition. Can you do the things that you do well at a high level here? But you You know, you you had more to lose in that sense. You You do to an extent, but ultimately like really it's all going to come down to what do they come in looking like or being like is grant coming in in the best shape of his life more athletic strong lean you know playing with a bit more purpose or is he going to look like he looked last year which was honestly i thought in worse shape last year than he was in year one you know maybe i'm wrong he just didn't look as uh he, he just he needs to come in you know it's just you're looking at a lot of people jabari there's no way you can determine what Parker's going to, you know, whether he deserves a spot on this team or not until you have any clue what kind of offseason he has. And we don't even have – we don't have a glimpse. We don't have any insight into any of that. But if Parker comes in in the best physical shape he could possibly be given he's had two knee surgeries and he looks great, it's hard to not give him a shot – give him that that spot. If he comes in, he looks like he looked last year. I don't see what the point of keeping him around is. So, it, you really, training camp's going to be a big deal. You know, what what type of shape these guys come in and what they look like. Yeah, and,
1: and the money to cut and the money that you would be uh, cutting loose, you know, to just not keep Parker in is is nothing. Uh, so you can do that, and it would not nothing it would barely. Yeah, it would. I mean, it barely scratches, you know, your your financial situation. So you're you're that to me is just, the easiest path to keep this roster intact is to cut him loose. Uh, it gets I think it gets a little bit more sticky when you talk about Bruno and Carson, who by the way they make the same amount of money and then obviously you know you know first dunn and that five plus million he's he's due
2: yeah and they have some time to make this decision ultimately like parker's guarantees kind of stagger in like i think end of august it's 100k then close to a million close to the camp and then the full thing isn't guaranteed out until like january so they can bring all these guys in the camp i don't think they have to get the roster down to 15 until the season actually starts so they'll have some time they'll get a ton of opportunities to look at these guys going against other rotation and Brown out there, and different lineups and mixing and matching. Maybe even play some preseason games with all these guys involved. So this battle is going to continue. But Bruno's definitely made a good mark here. I think Edwards really saved himself today because he was heading in a bad direction with. Uh, I don't think this matters.
0: And, they, they did say after the game, much. you know, uh, one of the things after the game, I know the uh, uh, Mazula was talking about how he gets he's he gets stuck. Uh, between being a ball handler and distributor versus a shooter, doesn't really know what he's supposed to be there. Uh, What was it exactly that he said? Because he said he was pleased with it today. He was making the right reads and the right decisions. Sometimes he's just, I mean, basically what 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 he was nicely trying to say is, He's a bit of a chucker, uh, and today he wasn't entirely. He was, as the primary ball handler, looking to distribute and make some reads. He had a really nice dime in the first half there. Um, I forget who it was; might have been the Greek guy. Um, caught him streaking to the basket on a dunk he there. He did that
2: twice. Yeah, then got an assist from the ground. He had a great game today.
0: The Greek guy, but um, but yeah,
2: <laughs> who's the Greek guy? <laughs>
0: it's a, August, 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 August. played for Panathinaikos. He was like a
2: he was a star there. I think the Celtics like him. He'll probably make Maine, um, but he he looked good. The Holman guy yeah. looked good. They got a nice cast of players for Maine in the summer league uh, summer league roster here. And again, I, I just said this in the chat earlier, Shred. Um This summer league more than anything showed you that eight to fifteen on the Celtics roster they might be the best in the league by far. They are just destroying teams out here, and it's not even Well, close. I don't I know, know that
0: there's 8 to 15 out here in Vegas. You're looking at most of these teams have one and two guys that are making it. Celtics have a stacked Vegas League roster because four or five of these guys are definitely on the team. Most Vegas League rosters only have a couple of guys that are that are on the team.
2: No, but I think it's still true because now there's obviously a big stack of veterans on the Celtics. So this really is the bottom of the roster that we're seeing out here. And it's not just the bottom of the
0: roster. At at a certain point, no joke. I mean, your your their their starting lineup had three rotation players in it. You know, I mean, no question about it. one yeah. of those guys may be a starter on day one. I mean, would, yeah. would anyone would be surprised if Nismith is in that starting lineup? He's not, I and I see people still talking about it in the chat. I still see a world in which that makes sense. Um, I do I think they're going to go. I think the safe play is smart, Richardson, uh, and leaving Tatum at leaving. Uh, you know, uh, but sure. but. Yeah, and leaving Schroeder on the bench, but I like it. I like a world in which it's Neesmith. I really do um, for for the shooting there. And then because in that second unit, you would have Richardson, Schro- Richardson, Schroeder, and Pritchard in there too. Pritchard kind of uh, picks up some of the shooting slack. But I don't know. I, I think it's. I think I, I could see a world in which that makes sense. Um, who's the starting center? It's Rob, dude. Rob. It's it's gotta be Rob. All right. You gonna put out on the think- bench?
1: I don't. Yes. Any-
0: yes, absolutely. I, 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 look, I don't disagree, the, but I don't know if the Celtics are gonna feel that way. You can mix and match lineups a lot. Of, you cannot bring Rob off the bench again. You cannot do it, okay? We, we, it like the first, the first thing Ime does can't be the same dumb shit that Brad did for thirty games last year, okay? That can't be your signature. It can't be. It's not gonna do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you playing <laughs> the same records. <laughs> that it's was ridiculous. awesome. Man. <laughs> He's not like my through. favorite John
1: Zanis take right there.
0: He's <laughs> not like shit. <laughs> it can't be.
2: Hey, I'm just saying it's a possibility. You know, who knows how the veteran young guy thing works out on the team. And there's no question that in the room, Horford's going to have a much higher standing than Rob here. Yeah. Frankly, when you think about their games, this isn't, who was it last year? Tyson? I, I, don't,
0: Tristan. I don't think double like, big is beyond – double big no, is not no, beyond that's the true. real possibility. Jalen, I actually continue. think that the safest lineup and the one that allows Tatum to stay at the three and Jalen at the two with the true point guard is actually the double big. But you've got rotation problems because – you don't have Mo Brown, and who do you have coming off the bench there as a big? It's Cantor, Cantor. with that second yeah. unit, or Cantor and Bruno if he makes the roster. And that's not ideal. So you, you have actually hurt your big rotation by not having Mo Brown. We, we talk about like that not being a big deal. But he was an ideal bench big coming in on that second unit with some rim protection playing 15 minutes a game. Um, and, and you don't have that. So I, that's the downside to the double big. But the, the double big – I like put- a little dose of Cantor. I don't mind it, but like I said, he's a specialist. He's going to come in and score, but then you're going to have these issues. And again, you do want to hide his defensive deficiencies in uh, in a second unit when you're not going to have guys just torching him on pick and rolls left and right, you know. But you can only go so far until is like, all right, we got to get him off the court. You know, he's always I feel like he's always got an expiration because at a certain time he becomes a liability. We, we joked about it in the bubble you know when we started doing the show surviving the canter minutes but it always yes. feels like you're trying to survive them you're hoping that that's not the stretch where another team comes back on a 14 to two run because you just got chewed up because you can't defend anybody uh um, like and that's always that's always a fear uh, that's always a fear of like letting teams either blow by you or come back into games where you have a lead there when, when he's on the floor it's just it's 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 rough his
2: seasons tend to go the same way every single year like promising yeah. early scoring great double doubles then banged up as the year goes on and then once the playoffs come around and you're only facing the top five six and he's out there on a hard island, to play him it's hard to play him. His, his minutes disappear what's the billy yeah. donovan coach rod that's one of the most famous quotes in nba history
0: yeah He's like he can't, he, he, like can't just killing us. You got to get him out. What, what's he say there? I can't play him. I can't. Play can't him. play him. He can't play Cantor. Can't. You know he's getting right. That's his legacy. You know, as soon as he gets into games, you can't can't have Cantor out there. He's getting it's too carried. bad because
2: every every other part of his game is so good, but the defense.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's it's so bad that it's just like damn. So, so that's what's damn. rough there. Uh, we have not gotten a chance to get to what we thought was going to be the story of the game, but you know we did talk about this being kind of Romeo's big audition, so to speak. Pritchard had a, uh, several big games. Neesmith had back-to-back really strong games where you got to see those flashes of like, okay, you guys should be dominating here, and it's nice to see that you've done it. Romeo didn't do it on, on – he missed last game, um, and he didn't dominate – uh, there's some good, there's some meh, but how do you guys grade his performance? I
2: didn't love it.
1: It was meh.
0: Meh. That's kind I of mean, his – that'll, yeah, be, that, I mean, that'll it, be on his tombstone. Just one word. yeah. Meh. I mean, he,
1: he, he definitely did not suck. I didn't think he sucked, but I, I didn't think he was dominant. I didn't think he was great. I think he was just – he just had a good game. And Romeo – you know, you, you, want, you want him to be, to show, to empty the clip, to show the skills that we've seen him show in flashes. Uh, and this was another one of those games where you just, he, again, had moments where he looked great and moments where you just didn't know where the hell he was at. Uh, and that's that's the frustrating part about him. And and just talking to him post-game, you know, he he's embracing the fact that they need him to be a defender. But damn it, I would love to hear him just say, you know what, that's what they want me to do. But I know at some point I'm going to do more. I'm going to be able to give more than just that. He seems very comfortable in being a guy that is counted on to be a versatile defender, which is great, but
0: I wish that there was some sense that he wants to do more than what they're asking him to do. I guess that's my issue. Well, again, it goes back to what we talked about. We were talking about this on our chat, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, offline is I, I don't know what the Celtics want Romeo to be. And I don't know what, what we want to see him be, because it is difficult. Everyone's trying to find comps. You know, I've actually heard Josh Richardson as a de- as a comp potentially, um, you know, you know, other people say Jeff Green, but that's because of the laissez-faire sort of attitude. <laughs> um, and that's, that's more based off of just his vibe than it is his uh, his, his, his game per se. Um, but I don't know, like in my mind, I want, I see a guy, like I said, to me, false is the thing I want to see him be. A guy who can score from from different spots on the floor, but also can get a competent jumper slash three-pointer, at least to get him into that 36-37 league average sort of range. Be able to knock down open ones at a 40% clip. If he gets that, he's playable, just you know, based off of that and his defense. But I still think he should be able to get to his spots. And he did have some moments where he did drive a little bit here and show that he can either be slippery or athletic. You just want to see him do it with more ease and purpose and it just doesn't come you know he had one good drive uh early in the second half and and he got blocked by the by the euro there I forget his name he he struggles to get separation this was the knock
2: on. but he's not getting the... he's
0: not getting great separation yeah yeah
2: he, his defenders are with him all the way to the rim every single time and you saw plays from edwards and uh neesmith in this game too on one left-handed finish where they blew by their guys and i said right after that i was like i really wish we'd see langford do this too and that's right when he threw down that slam on the baseline baseline so three games Kind of meh, but three loud moments from him. I just... I don't know. Is his defense locked down enough for him to be a defensive specialist in this league? I'm not sure. It's very sound positionally. I think the Celtics love how he plays because it's safe. It's almost like a semi sort of thing. Like they they trust that he's going to be footwork-wise and just positionally in the right spots on that end of the floor. But I don't think he can be the 0 player in real games that we've seen him be in so many of them, even when he does play great defense. I, I agree with you on the shot, John. Like, I do think he could be like a 35, 36% three-point shooter, but he's not going to shoot a lot of them, and that matters. Uh, he can't get to the rim very effectively. We don't see him draw a lot
0: of free throws. So I just don't know what That's his, the he's
2: going to be on offense. I don't see I'm an offensive s- game for him.
0: But I'm surprised, like I said, is you know, I mentioned faults as something, you know, Evan Turner is another one where like maybe some of that intermediate, you know, like, you know, uh, just something, just a little bit more creativity to his offensive game. I think he's still playing with the mentality of like, hey, in high school, I blew by everybody and like here he's just got to find new ways he has enough so i saw him trying to body his way inside
2: and maybe yeah. that'll be something if he can get some mismatches because he did score blowing through uh Reed on philadelphia i think it was he drew free throws on another play like that he looks stronger so maybe that's part of the plan here is to try i think to he looks in better shape posing. this year
1: Yeah, and I I think Romeo has been deceptively strong since he's been with these guys. I mean, when you stand next to him, I mean, he's no wallflower. I mean, he's no twig. He's got some decent size for him. And I I love early on in the game where he got a matchup where he clearly had an advantage. And what did he do? He took that guy's little ass down to the block. That was impressive. That's that's what you want to see him do because Tatum and Brown are going to have plenty of matchups that they are going to be able to work in and and. Manufacture points from. But when you're on the floor, if you're, I mean, if you're Romeo and you've got a six, two guard that's defending you, take his little ass on the block and beat him up. Just beat his ass into the ground. Tatum and Brown aren't going to be tripping about that because they know that's going to be your bucket to, for the day. We're still going to go and get our 20, 25 at night, but we need to get you some confidence going. Cause that's the one thing about Romeo. I don't feel he plays with great confidence. I think he plays with competence, but confidence a little bit different. Yeah,
0: so, so that's a uh, that's a
1: really good
2: question, Sherrod, because do you think he could have dominated the setting here if he really put his mind to it and he just kind of stayed back and made plays and focused on defense a little bit? That was kind of like the big question today. Was he capable of having a 20-point-per-game summer league like some of these other guys do? And is he just kind of content with his role and trying to fit in where he will in the regular season? That's I think that's a real question.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really what Romeo in his own way was kind of telling us that he's just trying to make sure he does the things to prepare to play this season. And he knows to play this season. I got to defend. That's that's how I'm going to get on the floor. It doesn't matter how many points I score out here in summer league. I'm not going to get those same shots in the regular season. And while that may be true, you still need to show growth in that particular part of the game. And, and, and that the, that's the one thing about Romeo that I'm still a little bit uh, not sure about is whether he fully understands that as important as it is for him to be a defender and get on the floor in that regard, they still need him to evolve his game at the offensive end of the floor. And, I, you know, he took a couple quarter threes, not too much tonight, but this summer he's done that. That's a shot that I would love to see him be more confident taking. Think back to Jalen Brown. When Jalen wasn't scoring, what did he do? He started knocking out at quarter and three and playing defense. And I, then from there I, he expanded it from there. And that's what I lo- I would love to see from Romeo. Find a specific part of the floor offensively where you're comfortable shooting from. And it's usually it's the corner three. Work on that part of your game, continue to defend at a high level and build your kingdom, basketball kingdom that way. Defense, quarter three, ball handling, and
0: just keep going from there. Sherrod, this is what I would say if I was hosting a radio show right now. Do you have your radio on? Because you're getting a little reverb right now. No? No. Did you just mute yourself? Don't mute yourself. Is it me? I
1: I, I thought Bobby was talking.
0: No, no, no. You got a teeny bit. It sounds like a teeny bit of feedback. I don't know if anybody's watching the show on on a different channel. Yeah, I'm near Bobby. Oh, it's Bobby's thing reverbing off. That's what it is. Yeah, we're doing our best here to keep an on. You guys are. I understand you're in the press room. That's what. Forward, that's yeah. what it is. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. Um, so let me ask you guys: Are you by? You know, and this is where I struggle is. I don't know exactly what his role is. If he's if he's Josh Richardson light, you know, like I don't know where his minutes are going to be. And again, I know playing defense is probably going to keep him in there, but I don't know what. If he's going to make the most of his minutes to do anything beyond defend, you're right. He might have a lot of those zero 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 lines. My question is: Are you are you holding your Romeo stock? Are you holding your Romeo stock or are you selling it? I'm keeping mine. I'm keeping mine. Keeping it. I'm I'm holding mine also. I'm still holding it. Um, And part of my reasoning is this. I know we want to see more of him in terms of caring and and whatever it is that you know we see and people say like oh it looks like he's got that attitude and he doesn't care and maybe I I honestly think that maybe he doesn't deeply care about Vegas Summer League and I don't know that it's a problem necessarily while we want to see certain things him not going out there and doing it on a nightly basis I don't I don't know so that, he, that that's necessarily it was- means that, that that means he's going to not do it during the regular season. You, you kind of wish he would. You still see Nismith playing with a tremendous amount of energy and effort and fighting for every last rebound. um So, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, but I'm not super concerned. By I'd, I, I would have felt better if he went out there and dominated. But it's not enough to completely. No, it's you know, it's a, to complete for, for me. To,
2: yeah, it's a fair point, and it was interesting. They. This him uh, missoula and him really did push back against that um notion that he's passive and uh you know kind of sleepy out there is the things we've talked about before um they really pushed back on that today both of them uh, the fact that maybe he's not as invested in the game things like that like uh, he, they were both very frustrated with that sentiment's out there and um
0: well what did missoula say specifically
2: I think Sherado uh, was something to the effect of, like, people talk about his passivity, but they're overlooking, um, like, his positioning on the defensive end and just how much he's hammered down that end of the floor, which is certainly true. But we're, we're talking about offense here, and the last thing I ever want to see him become is a semi-role player on this team. Like, what did semi do out here? Really positional, sound defense, shot a bunch of threes, wasn't an amazing three-point shooter and that essentially became like his pigeonholed role in the roster and i think romeo i'm not enamored by his skill set but it's it's better than semis like he can dribble he can get downhill he can play make a little bit we saw it in that brooklyn series so like I do think there's some upside here that could still be tapped into but the Celtics I think as a coaching staff have to get a little more creative with how they deploy him cuz he's going to try to fit in where he is like I think that much was clear with that, what he was saying That today. is
0: the that that's one thing that worries me a tad is you know part of him not dominating is he could go an entire five, six minute stint in Summer League not getting the ball and not care. Like, this isn't, they're not designing it so Romeo gets a touch every single time. There are plenty of times up and down the court where Romeo wouldn't be involved in the offense. I, I this, that bugs me a little bit. I actually would make sure. You know, you want to see you're trying to find out and you're trying to see certain things. I would be running sets where the ball would be in his hand, uh, you know, most times that he was out there because ultimately that's you don't want to guys to just this, go out there and be and just in chuck it league, and like, hey, league, I'm trying to prove myself. You know, in this
2: league, you can't play four on five offense. You just can't. Right. It makes you it can't. too much harder on your main
0: guys. Right. Uh, But here I would have liked to see them just basically like, all right, get it to Romeo on the wing and then Romeo, you create, you know, and just see how, see how he does that. But there were times where he would just kind of go and just jog around and then people would get the, you know, you know, Carson would, you know, whatever. I mean, Carson wasn't as bad this game as others, but there's tons of times where he wouldn't be involved in the offense just because the ball wouldn't even swing his way. So yeah, I'm, not, the, I'm, not, I'm not holding that against I'm not holding that against him
1: No but but I, I do think that Romeo he I think he needs to be a little bit more um, engaged in what his purpose is out there. I mean it, yeah. it seems like he's very content on just wherever there's a hole filling that in and that's great, but at some point you've got to say I can be more than this. I have to be able to give more than what they're asking of me and and I, I don't know if he's at that point where he's comfortable taking that leap taking that step you start looking at his game and breaking it down he does a lot of the things that you want a young guy to do he can defend he's got good length but he just seems to be kind of take whatever I have on my plate it's there as opposed to this is what I'm bringing to the damn game tonight yeah that Romeo we haven't seen yet I don't know if we ever will Uh, but that Romeo I think think is what this team ultimately is going to need
2: so I, there was another moment in his press. It was a really good presser that was revealing to me because we always hear him talk over and over again about how frustrating it was to be heard as much as he was and, you know, not find a role right away. So that's where he did key in on defense. And, um, you know, Gary actually asked him about the vocal side of himself, because I think that's where the passivity notion comes from, too, is that he's not talking a ton. He's quiet. He's got a low key demeanor. And, like, he thought about it for, like, a while after Gary asked the question and was like, yeah, I could talk more. Like, it really thinks, like, he he went through so many struggles coming into the league that I really think he's been, like, down on himself in a way that, like, he's just like, what can I do to fit in here? Because it's just been so frustrating. I can't get anything going. I can't play because I've been in and out of the lineup. So he's, like, clinging to what can like get him in with this roster now. And he has like a different idea of how he could be more involved here. And like, he really seemed to like light up over it. So like, I think a lot of the stuff we've heard and seen from him throughout this last year or so, where he's finally started to play basketball again after kind of a lost first season uh, has been pretty revealing of just how like up and down he's been mentally trying to get through like the issues he's had coming into the league. So I think he can find his place. I'm not enamored by him. I don't think there's ever going to be a day where he explodes as a player and is just this awesome force out there. But the defensive floor, and you said it again today, John. The way he moved his feet, the way he stayed in front of guys, really does give him He's, a good chance to be in the rotation.
0: I and I don't know, Sherrod, I, 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 I Did you take a? Did you take a? Did you knock his defense a little bit uh, earlier, or just saying on offense he seems lost sometimes? Because. Oh, you're on mute. Sorry. On offense, yeah. On offense, Romeo does seem lost at
1: times. offensively. like he doesn't really understand what he should be doing or what they need him to do. Defensively, I, I think he just has low-key good instincts. Where even when he's a little bit out of sorts, he's able to make up for that.
0: I, I think. I think he's very. That's the thing is. I think he's very instinctive on defense. You actually see how quickly he recognizes switches. Um, yes. And things, and he rifles through that. He's very, very. Uh, he's like, and even if he looks like he's walking through it, he quickly snaps back into position. Uh, he's very, very like the defense. Ma- it,
1: defense makes it sense today. to him.
0: Yeah, it yeah. makes sense that you can see it. You know, he knows exactly what he's got to do and where he's got to be. And even playing 75-80 percent, it's like, yep, got it. I, I'm. He's everywhere he needs to be. It feels like on the defensive he, end. He said the
2: defensive playbook was easy to pick up and, like, learning the defensive system and getting in that way was easy for him. I thought that was a really good quote that he said because, yeah, you know, it reflects in his play, too. It really does. He's, he's so sound on that
0: end. And that gives and you confidence. But, yeah, that, yeah, let let's let's stack the positives because it's so easy to just look at box scores or look at moments where you're like, oh, it looks like he's drifting and, like, is he into it or not? All the things going for him in his favor right now. If healthy for the first time ever. Still only 21 years old. Looks like he's in. Looks like he's in good shape. Where before he did look a little soft, even though he has kind of a lanky frame. And his shot form is clearly been worked on slash fixed. And it, it, the overall release is a great deal better. Uh, again, he's not out there you know, knocking down, you know, at a 55% clip, but overall it's a clean looking shot, much more so uh, than it was last year. So it looks like work was put in. All of these things are check marks in the positive column. What we didn't get to see was a 28 point explosion where he's blown by guys. And maybe that's just not what we're expecting to see, you know, what we, what, what we'll get there. The only reason I keep I hold out hope on Romeo is because of how dead wrong I was about Jalen Brown, who I was ready to completely write off after a couple of years. Like, this guy's a mess. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's all over the place. Like, I'll be I'll be bashing Jalen Brown at his Hall of Fame induction speech. Like I like I I held on to it for so long because I was like, I don't think he's gonna get it, man. And uh, that is a good point. That's gonna I Jalen Brown did not look like a guy who was going to get it to me because it just did looked like he got basketball and his handle was so weak and I was like at best he's gonna be a 3 and D guy at best and in uh, his game evolved Romeo actually brings with him more not the same athleticism but better basketball skill set uh at least in his first year or two than Jalen Brown had Jalen Brown did not have that and, and and it came you know and again obviously he's got drive and he's got you know and you know and he worked extremely hard at it uh and he, and he has better athleticism, but that, that's kind of why I, I I'm not ready to completely give up. And I'm not comparing the two players at all, nor do I think his ceiling is anywhere where near Jalen's is. I was just so quick to give up uh there where I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off now. Again, gun to my head. Do I think Romeo's gonna be great? No. Um, uh, but I'm I'm not selling my stock, is a long is is the long answer, you know, short answer to the long explanation. I'm with you.
1: Um I I I again. To me, it, for me, it comes back to just what your expectations are. Guys in the chat, guys in the
0: chat are wrong. By the way, Jalen Brown did not have a good skill set at all. He was drafted as a raw, athletic wing prospect. He had very, very, very underdeveloped skill set. Yeah, really, Jalen's explosion, a very underdeveloped skill set. For people saying in the chat that it was that it, it's better, it was not. He was raw, raw, raw. But anyway, go ahead, Sherrod. Sorry. Well, there's there's a difference
1: between having a raw skill set and and having a good shooting form. You can have a good shooting form and be extremely raw. Um, like Jalen's mechanics just needed to be refined a little bit. They weren't yeah. horrible, but they no. were not nowhere close to where they are right now. Right. And that's the thing that I think a lot of folks, you know, they have revisiting history with that. Jalen was a very unfinished product with a lot of potential. And to his credit, he worked his ass off. Every single offseason to get better at least one or two things so that he went from being a guy that was just kind of a role player, three and D guy to a guy who could put it on the floor, guy who could shoot threes, guy who could rebound from the guard position. All the things that made him an all star did not just happen overnight. Uh, And for anyone to pretend as if Jalen was this near finished product when he came into the league is bullshit.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. He he's wasn't got, at all.
1: He, was he wasn't. And give that man credit. He worked his ass off to be where he's at now. This was not – he did not come in as his near-finished
0: body of work. And, again, it was rough. It was really rough at first. He, he just, you know, he didn't know what to do with himself. So he actually had kind of Neesmith energy in terms of, you know, what he was doing on the offense. He was he was spinning, spinning into guys, going the wrong way on stuff, just kind of going into the lane and just the ball just, you know – you know, going off his knee. He was just, he was very wildly out of control and didn't really have a good sense of where he was on the court. Certainly not for the first year, maybe year and a half. The shooting form really saved him. As you said, getting into the corner and burying that corner three really turned him around in year two. And everything since then has just been better, 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 better. You know, didn't, the handles didn't come, handles didn't come till year three. You know, it it just kind of kept going for him. And Jalen wants to be great. Yep. I mean, that to me, that that's like the if, – if you had to
1: really break down what's the difference between him and Romeo, to me, that one point is the biggest. Jalen wants to be great. Romeo wants to get out there and play and help the yep. team in whatever role, whatever yep. his he's skills so cool. can help the team in. He's, he's cool with that. And, yeah. again, as a young guy, you can kind of live with that. But at some point, Romeo's got to just man up and say, you know what? I can do more than what they're asking of me. This is bullshit. I'm more than just a guy who can defend. Whereas Jalen came in thinking, well – I'm just going to wait my time. But in the meantime, I'm just going to get better at everything and force them to play me and force them to put me out there in different situations because I will have proven myself worth that. Romeo hasn't quite got that confidence yet to to go out there and and really push himself and, more important, push the coaching staff
0: to play him more. And again, this is really, to me, I'm going to call this his sophomore season for all intents and purposes after a redshirt rookie year for the most part. He just really has not – he's basically cobbled together one year over the the last not even uh, one injury riddled year over the last two with no training and no ramp up this to me is his legit second season you know i know he's a year three guy this is his sophomore season again the expectation should reflect a guy who was should be more instead of looking at him as a year three guy the expectation should be a second year player who was injured on and off his first year and let's start now. It's, he's very much just beginning. So that's that's why it is still early to 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 jump ship. The problem is if you're going into 2022 and you've got to make some real, you know, cost cutting maneuvers, his five million, you know, his five million is gonna be something that they might wanna get off the books if he doesn't show that he's worth it. So it is a bit of a make or break year. He's got to at least prove that he's a competent pro, if not one that you really want to kind of stay with him because you think that his trajectory, well, yeah,
2: it starts with playing the whole season, right? If he could play a 72 to. 82 game season here, that yeah. would be a huge step on its own playing every single game because then I think the strides happen naturally. A lot of this stuff is opportunity. Jalen got immense opportunity into year two, that's what held him back largely in year one. A lot of people did want to see him play more in that year one, so. That's going to be the key for any player really is that opportunity to come in and be able to be free. And that's why this summer league was a little frustrating in that sense for him because this was an opportunity for him to come out, play free, and do what Smith, uh, Pritchard, and Edwards more than anyone has taken that opportunity to the bank in the many runs he's had here. So you would have loved Romeo to be able to do that. I I think that's a little frustrating that he didn't have that one pop-off game. But – I'm not completely out either. Like, I do think there is some level of a four here. I've never been crazy about his game, but I think he's taking the right approach to get there. And uh, yeah. the shot does the shot to me. I, I keep saying it looks decent. Like, Looks everyone seasoned. freaked out about his shot coming in the league and the ping-pong ball and all that. Like, he never looked like a broken shot guy to me from day one. Like, he was hitting threes his rookie year. Well, didn't he?
0: He had a, he had a thumb injury on his shooting hand, right, that altered his shot in uh, in mm-hmm. college. So he's been tinkering with that for a little bit. We're not in kind of – we're not in L. faults Like, you know, it's not broken territory. You just needed some tweaking and some time to practice a little bit. I also think, again, relative to expectations, we do have to take into consideration – 14 picks typically are rotation players. All you're looking for, for Romeo to be a successful player and pick, given his draft slot, is someone who can play 18 to 20 minutes a night uh, and be a five through eight rotational sort of player, which is not beyond, you know, which is not totally uh ridiculous to think that he can he can still get there what you're hoping was when he was drafted it was a guy whose stock fell so you might have been getting a top 5 top 8 talent at that spot which is why people I think are like well I want to see him do a little bit more and be a little bit better it may never happen if you but if you get a guy who's getting you 17 18 20 minutes uh, a night I think that that's uh that's good I still think there's something there there's a thing I just you know you want to see it. You see those little flashes, and you're like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm I, again, I'm not selling, but I, I, I wouldn't be stunned if it goes either he's way. He's 21.
2: That. Like that, You, you talk yeah. about the games that he's 21 too. So that leeway he had coming in at 19 was huge, given yeah. what happened over the last two years, because he's still very young. Some guys coming in the league at the age he's at right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is, is
2: uh, how old's Pritchard? Pritchard's definitely older.
0: Right? So
1: I think Pritchard's like 23, I think.
0: Now, what did Pritchard do today? He went and played like in a family game that or something. Some,
2: that is some great breaking news. He played in a program today and scored 92 points, probably at the same exact time as the Celtics were playing.
0: <laughs> so his his, previ- his previous engagement was like to play in some, uh, was like some it? charity game or whatever?
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
2: Hey, so we know he got his run in today.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: So, He's the best.
0: Is that real? Because I've seen it all over twi- Twitter, but I haven't seen it. It's got to be if everyone's
2: talking about it.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it is. I don't know if it's. I, I I was waiting to see it from somewhere, but I haven't seen anything yet. Um, That is hilarious If if that's the case. And again,
2: Someone saying it's his family team.
0: It was like a family something, you know, that's
2: that would be really funny if that was his uh, prior engagement. This is clearly
0: his prior engagement. Wow. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Is it? I don't don't know. know. What, what, What kind of what kind of operation are we running here?
2: what i don't know we'll we'll see what actually happens i'm then. not
0: gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna fake outrage over it because i don't actually care it just is surprising that that's the type of no thing you, you would have thought
2: get. it was a wedding or something right yeah
0: <laughs> it's surprising that's the kind of thing that you would get a pass for that's all maybe yeah.
2: faked it <laughs>
0: i don't know i got a prior uh,
2: engagement yeah so, that's so- what he
0: put it to them It is a weekend, um, so we were going to keep it short, um, and uh, and also also we were a little delayed on the start. So I'm going to let these guys get back to their stuff. Guys, final thoughts here as the Celtics are headed to a summer league championship. Uh, We hit on Romeo, we hit on Hauser, we hit on Bruno. As always, we're not talking about Carson Edwards because this is a Carson Edwards free zone. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not spending (laughs) any time. Uh, Though, again, we'll we'll see. Uh, You played well tonight. Edwards do enough to make that. Fe- I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. Give it, it, did he do anything over these few games to think that he's got a spot on this team?
1: I think he does. Yeah. I, I think I think he will. I think he will be on a team. And I, I don't think his situation was as dire as we may believe it to be. Uh, I, I think Carson is a guy that they still have confidence in. Um, why? Not really sure. But my gut tells me that this is still a guy that they are confident can help them at some point. And this was an example of him doing a lot of the right things out there. But to, to me, the thing about Carson make shots and be a threat when you're on the floor, if he can do those two things, everything else is going to fall into place. He can be a reliable 10 minute per game scorer Cause I, even though he's not a obviously a great defender, he's not, he doesn't suck either. Yeah. He's got that strong lower body center of gravity thing going from where he's a hard guy to get right. through and get to your spot. So all he has to do to me is just do what you got what got you to the league and knock down shots and be a threat when you're on the floor.
2: Yeah, it's all going to depend on what they think of Parker. I think everything Sherrod said earlier about Parker is valid, that non-guaranteed money is going to be appealing to them if they can decide that he might not be for them and move on from that. That's going to be the easiest way to sort this out, I think. But I don't yeah. know. There's a little something you still want to see with Parker after what you did in the playoffs there, right? Like He was pretty good in that net series.
0: I think you again you you love guys with with the pedigree of of, of Parker um, because you always feel like there's something there you could tap into that he might be able to get a fountain of youth sort of thing or you know just a revival of like you know. Yeah, uh, Jabari from a few he years might, ago. You might
2: find a new way to do it. Like think of um Sean Livingston, like what he came into the league as versus what he thrived as later after some really bad injuries early in his career. Yeah. Maybe you have
0: something like that pan out. Problem with Parker is um Again, it's it's not just the knees; it's just the shot. Again, it's just you're just gonna. It's a team that really needs shooting. And again, as I, as I keep pointing out, between Richardson and between Smart and between Schroeder, you know, and now you're gonna throw in if Romeo is playing significant minutes, and and then you throw in potentially Parker in a rotation of a, a, a you know a, you know in a top ten sort of role. That's five six, and then and then Rob you're you're consistently putting you know six of your top 10 players are guys who can't shoot it from the outside on a like a deadly clip you know like it's not like smart can't shoot they're just not dead-eye shooters so you are just you know the fact that Parker can't shoot at all I think hurts him a little bit uh there but if he can find ways to score and he's a guy who creates his own shot it's obviously the number one skill in the NBA and if he can tap into that there's value in it so again yeah, what does he come in looking like? What kind of shape is he in? And is there a chance he can kind of dip back into that, you know, those earlier year Parker, uh, you know, things? And that would be that that would be a useful asset.
2: You mentioned Dunn he can't earlier. play defense
0: either, and you're right. People are putting that there. That's another thing. Here is yeah. bet- him and Canter uh, on the floor at the same time in a bench unit. Uh, it is it, scary as shit. No, you know, he's,
2: he's almost like a five at this point. Um, yeah, sure you mentioned Don. Another guy like 50 games in the last two years, just like Romeo. Big right. pedigree. Do you want to see what he's got, or if someone's willing to take that five
1: million, are you going to dump it? Hell yeah, I want to see what he can do. Um, I, I think when you've got the opportunity to do that, and it is not going to absolutely devastate you financially, which is, which is what happens at training camp, I mean, that's why you can have so many more above and beyond the NBA minimums for rosters to to evaluate and make decisions on guys. So I I absolutely want to have all those guys in camp and see who's left standing when the dust settles. Uh, Cause I think they deserve an opportunity to prove themselves. And frankly,
0: they also deserve the flip side of that coin is to play
1: themselves out of a job
0: in Boston. They deserve it. Um, all right, so uh, just to cap it here uh, we've got one more game which is on Tuesday. Sherrod's hanging in Vegas he's there so he will join us Bobby sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not extending you three days buddy for the championship no no you had a good run okay this is Bobby's Bobby's <laughs> last yeah. Bobby's last night in Bobby. Vegas. Yeah, I'm, we, we, you should be where, everyone be a little worried for Bobby. It's his last night in Vegas, and he's got he's got no school. No, tomorrow.
2: This too, this too, oh, yeah, you're right. It's a yeah last real night.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sherrod, it's on you. Uh, it's it's on you to keep to 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 get Bobby home for us. <laughs> Um, okay. Well we'll be back after the championship on Tuesday, uh, which is great. Um, Patriots back at it next week as well. Evan Lazar going to Philadelphia following the team. Any Pats fans in the audience? Uh, check out our coverage throughout the week there on our Patriots YouTube channel in the left post game again after the Eagles game next week, week two of the Mac versus Cam uh competition. Uh, which again I think is ticking. Anyone who's I, I was ticking towards Mac, but that's uh That's just me. Uh, I did have some major.
1: It's not not just you, John. It is so not just you. It's not
0: just me. I'm saying I've, I've thought since week, I've thought it's Mac without question. uh, And I've been taking bets on it. So uh, uh, I'm a hundred percent that Mac is starting week one, but I did get some major Justin. I did get some major Justin Fields envy today though. Watching, uh, watching that game, uh, bears, uh, bears dolphins, but (sighs) whatever. Anyway. Uh, thanks guys, guys. Final word here. I I think it was a really good week.
2: Oh, yeah, you got that. Um, I think it was just a really good week for the Celtics. Like, this may not translate, but this is mostly what we want to see, just them look really good here and take some steps, which I think most of these guys did. And then to get the Schroeder thing right in the middle of it, really, we kicked that around already. But that really solidified the roster in my eyes. Um, I kicked kicked around a little bit, like, how the Celtics looking with some scouts here. I think a few of them said – they're mostly looking the same, but, you know, there were a few who really liked what the Celtics did this off season, especially on the defensive end of the floor. So uh, we'll see where that goes. The Schroeder thing is going to be interesting. Like you really do hear a little bit of everything about him out here. And uh, <laughs> I did write about that for BSJ today. It's like this is kind of like a 50-50 coin toss thing for the Celtics. This could go really good or really bad in here.
1: Yeah. Well, it is but funny. if it goes, but if if it goes bad, they can pull the plug very quickly and not quite as painful as pulling the plug on a lot of things when they go bad. So yeah, there's that is that.
2: true. At sure. Five
0: nine. Yep. It, it you know, hard cap now. Not a God. horrible dead money hit for one. year. you're right. It is interesting, though. You're right. Um, the uh, the overall perception of the team a week ago versus now. Um, you get some good Vegas League stuff. You got to see Neesmith do some things that made you feel good. And again, even in a not in a cold shooting game, he still had a couple moments tonight where he took it to the basket and stuff you like to see. He was great on the defense. He was great rebounding the ball again. Um, Pritchard obviously played the way he played, so you feel good about stings and then the Schroeder thing I think helped you feel that the Remember, roster was a little bit on, solidified yeah
2: I said two weeks ago this team might not make the playoffs and I don't feel that way anymore like I think yeah. they really solidified some of their needs with Schroeder and the young guys look good to me especially Pritchard and Neesmith so those three things really did it for me yep. here to just tick them up a little notch maybe at that like five six seed spot now
0: it 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 changed the perception and the vibe around the team, um, you know, which is which is a good thing. I think everybody needed some vibes um, after just the way the offseason went down. Uh, just didn't, you know, you know, it, it, it didn't really seem like things were going um, the way people wanted them to. So, yeah, all in all, a positive week, a good week of coverage. Thanks to Bobby. Thanks to Sherrod uh, down in Vegas, pulling double duty here, jumping on the show and chasing those guys around and checking out games. You guys checking out more games tonight? No? Done? Hell no.
1: Wrap it up.
0: Have some fun. Have fun, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Again, subscribe to the YouTube channels if you haven't already. Follow uh, everyone here on Twitter. Follow Celtics CLNS on Twitter as well. Uh, You'll get notified of all of our uh, post-game shows. We are back on Tuesday. Until then, uh, take care, everybody.